Welcome to the Six Figure Product Biz Podcast. I'm Carrie, a product-based business coach. I started, scaled, and sold a successful multi-six-figure e-commerce business, and now I love teaching entrepreneurs like you how to start, grow, and scale your dream product business. I'm obsessed with all things marketing, e-commerce, and business, and I cannot wait to share all my secrets with you. I also love all things dogs and coffee. Each week, you'll learn step-by-step tangible strategies to help you scale to the next level in your business, skyrocket your sales and traffic, reach more customers, and gain greater visibility in your business. Because I know you don't want to waste your time or energy trying to figure it out all on your own, but you want the business growth roadmap so you can create a profitable product business that gives you the life you love. Whether you're thinking of starting a product biz or scaling yours, this podcast is the secret sauce to making all those dreams come true. So grab your coffee and your favorite notepad and let's get started. Welcome to episode 136 of the Six Figure Product Business Podcast. Today's episode is a great one. We have a special guest, Madison Tinder. Um, Madison is someone who, um, when I first launched my business uh, about two and a half-ish years ago, I actually joined her mastermind group. I was looking for community. I was looking to learn from someone. And I had bought one of her like mini courses, just really liked her, liked her style. I saw that she was doing a mastermind and I was like, okay, this is this is meant to be. So anyway, so I was in Madison, Madison's mastermind. And in those days, if you can believe it, if you follow me on Instagram, you know I love video. And when I was in her mastermind, I hated video. I was petrified of it. So that's something just to remember that we all grow <laughs> from our early days in our business. Um, and then um, when Madison was wanting to launch her e-commerce store, she hired me to help her. And so it's just great to like kind of see the transition that we've both made in our business. But anyway, um, I was in a coffee shop one day recently and I was like, I kind of want to do a podcast episode that really talks about what happens when you get bored in your business. What happens when you're told to do something in your business, but you kind of don't want to, you know, what happens when you lean into your intuition and your gut and things like that. And I have been, um, you know, listening to a few different kind of podcasts lately, less business, more on um, like money mindset, manifestation, just kind of different things. I, I actually don't listen to a lot of podcasts. I used to listen to quite a few and I've sort of narrowed it down a little bit. But anyway, um, and I listened to this podcast about money archetypes and how um, our different money archetypes, like they can affect our personality and our business. And one of the archetypes is called a maverick. And it's like the rule breaker. You just kind of want to do new things. And when it doesn't work or you get bored, you just kind of want to like burn the whole thing down. And I was like, oh my God, that is so freaking me. And so I was like, I want to do a podcast episode and just talk about all this stuff because this stuff is super relatable. It's something that a lot of people just kind of don't talk about. Like we have a business and we're kind of put into a box and we might feel like, well, maybe I don't want to do things this way. I want to do things my own way. So I wanted to have an episode where you just kind of created some space to have that conversation. So super fun episode. Um, Madison Tinder is amazing. If you follow her on Instagram, you already know she's amazing. Um, But she helps multi-passionate creatives fulfill their multiple passions and making more impact. So she's basically not a fan of sticking to one thing. And she loves just like creating new things, doing things that align with her, doing things that light her up. 
She's so creative. She has an e-commerce business called Soulful Scrunchies. She has a retreat business called Soulful Retreats. And she just kind of does it all. And she makes it look very easy, I will say. Um, But she's amazing, super talented, super smart, and um, just so happy to have gotten to know her over the the past few years and just see, you know, not only her grow, but her business grow as well. So really happy to have her on the podcast today. And just like a fun side note, we actually recorded an episode maybe like eight, nine months ago, and it was all about launching her product brand, the Soulful Scrunchies. It was such a great episode. And after we got off the call, I realized I never pressed record. So I was a little bit gutted over that because it was an awesome episode. But anyway, so here we are today. Um, I hope you love this episode. This is going to be one where, you know, some of the things we talk about might not be relevant to like a product-based business, but, you know, we can have different conversations on the podcast and like not everything is like always going to be 100% relevant, but I just think it's fun to kind of like talk about different types of businesses. And I hope you love this episode. If you do, definitely send me a message on Instagram and let me know what you think. All right, grab a coffee, grab a wine. It's going to be a great episode. Hi, Madison. How are you? So good to have you on the podcast. I'm so excited. I am good. How are you? I am good. Um, It's really good to see you too. So before we dive into all the fun stuff we're going to talk about today, do you want to just introduce yourself? Yes. So hello, everyone. My name is Madison. I am a multi-passionate business owner. So I have a coaching and consulting business. I own an e-commerce shop called Soulful Scrunchies and I host uh, Soulful Select Retreats. So it's retreats around the US about three to four times a year. And I am super into kind of doing whatever your passion and purpose takes you. Um, I'm someone who really started as a social media manager in Dallas, where a lot of people start with, with done for you work. And I started, you know, managing social media accounts, trying to make an extra buck living in a big city while I just graduated college. And, you know, I fell in love with it. I was like, I'm really good at this. I understand social media very well. I used it a lot in my life and I ended up getting clients and social media managers my clients, but I ended up getting capped and I didn't really know anything about business fully. I did have, um, graduate with sports business. So I had like a half of M- half of MBA is kind of what they call it down there, but I didn't really understand business as in owning your own business. I knew it from like a marketing standpoint and an internal team standpoint, but not mine. So I was like, okay, I'm capped. I can't get any more clients locally. So I moved my efforts online. And that's when I, you know, stumbled across the online space. And that's when I started just offering social media consulting to businesses outside of the Dallas area. And then I fell even deeper into the coaching hole and consulting hole of like courses and um, more into the online space. And that's kind of how I developed into the coaching space. I wasn't a business coach for a while. I did. I grew my social media management business. I grew my social media consulting business. And then I transitioned into marketing, coaching and consulting, and then business. So I didn't just like pop in and do business coaching because you know, that just doesn't make sense. So now I am a business mentor and also a personal brand and marketing mentor. Um, And I coach a lot of multi-passionates on expanding their business, tapping into something new, 
scaling their business simply so they can do other things and really working on growing a personal brand. But I also also work with people who still have niches and there aren't, aren't multi-passionate, right? So um, I would say, no, I do not have a niche and I have all different variety of offers that range with different topics. And that's what I love to do. So I can't, I have to block out the noise of everyone telling you to have a niche, focus on one thing and kind of do my own thing. And that's how I found success. Oh my gosh. I feel like I have so many things I want to like dive into because uh, I definitely want to talk about like the whole, you need to only have one offer. I feel like we have to talk about that because, because there's so much. Um, and I just want to give a quick, like short backstory. So I, um, I don't even know how I found you. I was on Instagram. It must've been almost three, three years, two and a half years ago, uh, about two and a half years ago. And I bought your, one of your little courses, like the mini course. Yeah. Mini, mini offer. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> mini chains for profit. That's right. And I got that and I was like, oh, I just like like this girl. I don't know what it is. I just like her. I didn't really need to know much about you. And I'm like, oh, she's having a mastermind. And I was like, I was looking for a mastermind. And then you posted pictures on your Instagram of your in-person retreat in, I think it was Dallas. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm doing it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And um, yeah, so I ended up joining your mastermind and that's how that's how we know each other. But um, so yeah, I can't believe it's been a couple of years now. And it's like so cool to see um, just like both of us, honestly, doing so many cool different things from that time. And I know like it's really funny too because I... <laughs> Like I harp on people the importance of video and like you have to go in video. And when I first met Madison, I was like <laughs> on the on her first on the first like group call that we had, I literally think I didn't even have my Zoom on because I was so nervous to have video. I was like peeing in my pants, petrified. And now I'm on video all the time and I love video. It's so fun. So just a reminder that if you're afraid to do video, you will get there. You just have to show up. So yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, so you do so many cool things, which I love about you. And um, I'm kind of the same way. Like I like to do different things. I get very freaking bored. And I think when you have a business or like, you have maybe a mentor, a business coach, and they tell you, oh, you like, you have to niche down, you have to choose one thing, you have to have one offer. Let's talk about the one offer thing. Because I feel like it, I just feel like it needs to be talked about. So like, when someone like, what are your thoughts when you hear, oh, you have to only have one offer? That's it. Like, what are your thoughts? Sounds boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, now, so I had a few clients come to me and they were taught to only have one offer. And mm -hmm. what they came to me with was I'm struggling to sell it. I sound repetitive mm -hmm. and I'm really bored with my content. So yeah. we're taught that our content needs to surround what we're offering, right? Our content. Mm -hmm. The conversations, the messaging needs to surround what we're offering, what we're currently selling, which can be important, especially if you're trying to warm up the audience. But imagine if you just have one offer, your content is going to tailor towards that one offer, that one niche, and you're only going to be known for that. You're not going to have any personal brand. So I say that you know, some people may benefit from just having one offer. If that's what they want to do, that's totally what they want to do. That's fine with me and them, whatever uh, floats their boat. But if you're someone who is bored, you sound repetitive, you sound, you feel trapped in a box and you want to like have other things and you have one offer, you're probably someone who needs other offers, especially if you're wanting to make recurring revenue, if you're wanting to dabble in other topics and talk about other things, like yeah. creating more offers is what's going to help you. And 
either it's hard to have one offer because it's really hard to scale just one offer. It's going to take a lot of time and dedication and maybe dabbing in ads and like things like that. And if you're not in that position, having more offers can help you actually scale that main offer at the end of the day. So maybe in the future, you could focus on that one offer. Offer, but it's really hard to start with just one offer and continuously build it. It's just boring. Yeah. Like, don't you want to help and do other things and talk about other topics as well? But some people do, some people don't. But I've definitely had a lot of clients come to me who felt stuck and repetitive. And, and when we started implementing more offers, they were 10 times happier and it felt easier for them as yeah. well. Oh my gosh. And I've talked about this on my on a lot of the episodes on the podcast recently on like how I've been like going through some business changes. But like I was in a mastermind um, type program last year. Um, not really. It was like a mastermind coaching. It was like kind of like a all in one program. And this person focuses on like the one one offer. You have one thing. And like his whole thing is like, not that you should only have one offer. It's like simplify your business, simplify everything. So you work less. So that I like, and I understand, and I want to work less and keep continuing to work less. I have no interest in working more unless I'm doing a new business or something. But like, so I focused on one course. So from June of, what is the date now? 2022. So June, 2021 to June, 2022, I sold one course for one year. I was so miserable in my business. I hated my business so much because I was so bored. I was so bored of talking about the same thing, the same. And like now I'm about to launch the course again. So depending on when this airs, um, I will already have launched the course again. I haven't launched it since May. Um, But I was so bored of talking about that course. It like made me miserable. And when I had expressed some interest, like I want to do a membership and I kind of got like they didn't tell me like, no, you can't do it, you know, but it wasn't like encouraged. And at that time, I'm like, okay, I'm paying a shitload of money to be in this program. I just kind of want to listen to this person. So I felt such an internal struggle. I'm not sure if you've ever been in a a program or like a coaching thing where like you, you want to listen to the person because obviously they know more than you, but you, it doesn't feel aligned in your gut or like your heart or whatever. And like, I I desperately wanted to launch a membership. I knew like intuitively that a membership would be awesome for me, my personality, my audience, um, the community feel. And I had a subscription box business. So I know like the recurring revenue model and not that it has anything to do with that. But like, I understand that business model. And I knew that um, a membership would be great for my audience. Like I could just envision the whole thing. And so literally the day that um, that that program ended in June of this year, I literally signed up with a program membership, membership academy, membership geeks. I don't know. I forget what it's called to learn how to do a membership. And then literally I launched my membership like two weeks later. And it was literally the best launch I've ever done in my two and a half years of having a service or coaching business and like the best program I've ever had. I'm obsessed with it. I'm obsessed with like the people in the membership program it like lights me up. Like I knew the whole year I knew I I could see this program in my head. And I was like, I felt such pushback on doing it. So I want to mention that because I think, you know, oftentimes we have like a mentor or a coach or someone that we look up to, like, maybe it's Amy Porterfield, and you like want to listen to them. But sometimes you just have to do what you think is right. 
but my I was miserable at my business last year. So it's because one offer for my personality does not freaking work. Yeah. And I also think that a lot of coaches online, like the multi-passionate, multi-faceted, like multi-dimensional space is like in personal brands, like are so on the come up that coaches who preach one thing kind of have to like evaluate who's joining their programs. So like for me, whenever, like if I have a program that, you know, is for multi-passionates is, you know, dedicated to doing multiple things and someone comes to me, they're like, I want to scale this one program. Sorry, this program is not for you. This is for someone who, you know, is multi-passionate, wants to have multiple programs, wants to do multiple things. And so like, I think it's important, obviously, like when you have a coach and a mentor, like you do your own thing, you take, you know, they guide you on everything, but also like on the coaches end, like they have to keep in mind too, that people are starting to want to do multiple things and kind of get outside the box. And they need to understand like who's coming into their programs and stuff like that. Hopefully their messaging helps some too, but also that it's just all the personal brands and being multi-passionate, wanting to have multiple programs, wanting to do multiple things is so on the rise that coaches just need to understand too, like, you know, qualifying and making sure people are the right fit in their programs. Cause, um, same thing happened with a client. Like they joined the program. The coach was like, Oh, this is going to be perfect for you. If you want to have multiple programs and do this, but the coach taught scaling one program, you Um, know, like, you know, it's just, you got to know. And also back to the simplifying thing, I'm a big believer in simplifying. I think you simplify the way you market, the way you launch and even like simplifying your offers, like doesn't mean just having one offer. Like you could have a simplified funnel into an offer or simplified where you bridge the gap between the offers for the customer journey. Or maybe you just have like three main offers that you have like that's ways like we all picture simplifying different because you know it depends on our time and other things that we're doing as well yeah no I totally agree and I do like you talked about like the whole um making sure when you're working with someone like your your values not only like your personal values but your your business or what you vision has to align with what they teach because like a lot of people will come to me and they're like oh I worked with this person and like you know, I joined their $2,000 course and like, it didn't give me any information. So now I need all this new shit. And, you know, they felt like, um, whether it's a course or a program, like they felt like they were getting, going to get one thing and then didn't get it. So it is, it is tricky. Um, and like, I'm all about simplifying and like for my last birthday, I did an Instagram post and I literally posted as a way to like, um, put it out into the world kind of, or like accountability where like, I literally want to make the most money in my business in the next 12 months and work less hours and have the most fun in my business. Um, and like you can simplify your business with like systems and outsourcing and getting a small team. And like, there's a ways that you can simplify without just having one thing. Um, yes. but yeah, one thing is just, oh my gosh, it's just boring. It's so boring. And like, I felt like, again, I didn't have to listen to this person at all. And I'm not trying to say anything bad about him. But he's fucking brilliant. It's just like my my personality and what I want to do doesn't like align with, I think, what he's teaching. And so that's, there's no nothing bad about it. Like, I think you always learn something from joining a program. And I learned so much. But anyway, I just want to talk about that because I feel like a lot of people do tell you, oh, you have to niche down. Like, and yes. I think when you're starting out, it's good to have a niche so you can make a name for yourself. But 
you don't have to follow all the rules that everyone tells you. And like, I think you're a great example of that. Like you always do new things. Like you're super, I feel like you're very innovative. You're just like, oh yeah, I'm going to do this business and that business and this new thing. And um, like, where do you ever feel afraid? I mean, maybe not now. Cause I think you've, you're, you know, you've been doing so many things. And I think once you actually start doing a lot of things, it's like, oh yeah, why wouldn't I do that? But I think early on in your business, like, were you afraid to just be like, I'm going to do the mastermind program or like, I'm going to do a scrunchie business. Did you ever feel like nervous to do that? Or I'm always nervous. I think I, the most nervous and afraid I've ever been was when I pivoted recently, like the beginning of this year and to really embodying being multi-passionate because what happened with me was, you know, I, I had a lot of programs on launches and sales. Like that was my thing, like Mm -hmm. big launches, high cash months, like scaling your business. But I was over here running a second business and planning retreats. And I always, I felt this kind of disconnect. Like I did it for a while, but it got to a point where I felt a disconnect and I realized I was like, well, I'm multi-passionate. I'm a Manny Jen. I'm not like creating from that space. Like all I'm talking about is 20K, 30K launches, 10K cash months, six figures a year. And I was like, I was getting really tired of it. I was like, I want to talk about whatever the fuck I want, right? I want to build a personal brand. I want to, like, I'm multi-passionate. I've done all these things. I want to help people do the same thing. So the most scared I've ever been was when I pivoted into serving, you know, embodying being multi-passionate and serving more multi-passionates because, you know, the way the online space is like, I was pushing up against to people preaching niches and one offer and not being multi-passionate and waiting to do the second business. And like, I was like, you know, I feel like I'm going to be a small fish in a pond for a little bit. Like, I know this was going to be really hard and it actually was, um, Hmm. because my audience, it was new messaging. It was a new pivot. I was coming out with new offers. Like when I launched my multi-passionate school of business, like Mm. I was really scared because I didn't know who was all multi-passionate in my audience. But what happened was I was the most happy I've been because I'm creating Mm. what I love through my passions and what I've always embodied. I just had that disconnect for a while and I had to kind of figure out where that was. And to me, I pivoted, but I just also evolved. Mm. Um, And I'm still like, it's taken me this entire year to still pivot and to still kind of find, like I redid my funnels, some offers, retired offers, completely changed my content. Like, you know, it's, it's taken me this whole year to kind of, you know, I won't be back on track from where I actually was probably until next year, but I'm, I'm way more happy doing this, but it was scary at first to like, kind of do something new and kind of break through some of the industry but it makes me happy when people DM me and they're like, you know, I love what you're doing. You've inspired me to do this. You've inspired me to start this. Like, that's yeah. the best thing that I could hear at the end of the day. Oh, I love that so much. Um, and it's funny, too, because I I do like I'll check in on like what you're doing here and there. And I'm like, oh, yeah, she's doing all these cool new things. And I feel like you make it look very easy. I will say that you definitely make everything look seamless. And I'm always like, Oh my gosh, she's launching a new thing. How does she do it? How does she do that? She also has her e-commerce business. So you do, you are just a rock star. Um, but I love that you, I have to point out here because I think a lot of people listening, like we get very caught up in like what our competitors are doing. I'm not making enough money, but you always want to kind of go back to like, what's making you happy? What's lighting you up? How is your 
do you have time in the day to go for a mid-afternoon walk with your dogs? Or like if you don't feel like working, go take a bath or go go to the movies. All things I've done recently. <laughs> Be surprised at my schedule and how much free time I have. So for me, like the for me, the e-commerce side is so the way that I, I have my schedule very different. That's why. Like I still do like kind of the A B weeks that I know we talked about before, but you know, I I kind of shifted my um, business model, my offer suite into more like one to many. So I do have, I don't really do one-on-ones. So my calls are group calls. And then my one-on-one turned into retreats, like weekend retreats. So I don't have one-on-one calls. Um, the only calls I have are like group calls. Um, so I actually have a lot of free time and then my membership calls, which are group calls too. So all my offers are groups or courses and then retreats are just the weekends a few times a year. Right. So I created that because to help with my e-commerce side, because the e-commerce side takes more creativity, more videos, more planning, the photo shoots, the collections, and, you know, so that takes a little bit more from me. So Mm -hmm. I actually have certain days out of the week where I focus on e-com and coaching. So like two days out of the week are my e-com focus days, my creativity, um, phases. And I have an assistant who helps me. And then the other days of the week are coaching based, but, uh, I probably, you know, start work at 10 and end at two every day, um, two or three. And because I prioritize as a managing, I have to prioritize rest, which Mm -hmm. is really important to me, but there's some days where I'm working way more like next week, I'm going to be working a lot because I have that retreat that weekend. And there's just some days that I'm working way more than others, but you know, I used to work nonstop. I used to be like 9am calls to 5pm calls, 6pm calls, 7pm calls. I used to be that person. And of course I was making good money, but I was sacrificing relationships and my happiness. And there are ways that you can rebuild your business to have less calls and still make a great amount of money, whatever that is like, whatever that feels good to whoever's listening. Right. Um, But it's just with the pivot and with being able to do this took time. And I think a lot of people don't, don't want to take the time to rebuild or to re-put the foundations in place or change something or pivot because they're taught to collapse time. And I picture time as an ally. Mm -hmm. Time is my biggest ally. I don't want to collapse time. I want to take my time to do what I need to do to create something, to launch something, um, to rebuild something. Because I know if I give myself plenty of time that I'm going to reap all the rewards and benefits for sure. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Um, And I like how you talked about like, because I think we all are always like, okay, more, more. I have to do more. And I'm like completely guilty of this 24-7. I'm very hard on myself, as you probably remember. Like um, my, my business has been slow to grow, but like nothing I can ever do will ever be good enough. And I was, I'm better now. Like I celebrate wins always mm-hmm. with my first business. I celebrated nothing. And like, you know, I literally got to like hundreds of thousands in sales with no ads, no team, no staff, nothing. And I was like, why did I never give myself a fucking pat on the back? Never. Like I was such an asshole to myself. <laughs> um, but like we, I, coming back to what you said about like, 
you know, you pivoted and you did different things and maybe made a little bit less money, but like you were happier. And like, that's such an important thing. So I love that. But also I feel like um, you talked about your time and your schedule. Cause I know a lot of people listening, they have um, a lot of them have nine to fives, they're moms, they Mm-hmm. are working their um, product-based business and just end up feeling like they work all the time. And I think your time and your schedule is such an important thing. And I feel like I need to do more episodes on systems. I don't like talking about systems, which is why I don't ever talk about it because I'm not great with systems. But um, I think it's really important that you do have a schedule that aligns with like your personality and um, just like what you, what you want. Like I have, when I first was working with you, I had zero and I'm still working in boundaries with people. It's I'm not good with boundaries. I'm getting better. I had no um, I would do calls Monday through Friday, any time of the day. I would start like I would book calls when I was supposed to be dropping my kid off at school. Like it makes no sense. And now I've gone to the point where like um, I still have a couple one on one clients that I'm like wrapping up. I love my one on one clients, but I don't offer that anymore. Um, I have my membership, I have courses and I'm doing, you know, I'll be launching some other group programs. But for me, like, I have learned so much about my personality and my energy and doing a lot of calls. It basically like, it kills my energy. And I am like writing a business book right now. I'm wanting to start another business. I'm wanting to develop Shopify apps. Like I have all these things that I want to do. And like that, you need energy for that. You need mental creativity and mental like space. And so um, I don't even know why I'm talking about this, but just like on the on the track of like, you have to design your business around the life that you want and like your personality. And I want to talk about like the money archetype thing, but, um, but yeah, like it's so important. You said like you're a manifesting generator. Mm-hmm. Um, so you were talking about like, I don't know if you said energy or rest. I think you said rest. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I think that, you know, and I'm all for like scheduling. Like people will be like, ask me, like, you know, what's your schedule? You do so much. And like everyone's different. Like my, like no one has the same schedule as me. No yeah. one has the same schedule as you. And I think that you have to, it's so individualized and so customized. Like, it took me so long to find a schedule that I loved and that like, it took me like years to figure out how I wanted to work every day, you Mm -hmm. know? And I think that, you know, I have clients who have nine to fives or run multiple businesses and are moms too. And, you know, it takes them a while to find out like what truly works for them Mm -hmm. and the systems that they need to put in place because it's so individualized. It's so customized. And I think that it takes trial and error to figure out how you want to work, like what you're, how you want to create a business around your lifestyle and like things like that. And, you know, I have a module in my membership on like time management and stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, Hey, you take this with a grain of salt because my schedule looks different than yours. Like we'll never be the same with the schedule, even if we do the same thing, because we all work so differently at the end of the day. Yeah. I mean, time management is such an important thing, too, if you're trying to like scale your business because you can't. It's kind of like with a product based business. If you're spending all of your time packing orders, doing customer service emails, going to the post office, you're not marketing your business. You're working in the business, not on the business. And like your the marketing is what's going to get sales. And it's like the same as any other business. If you're just if you're always like on calls or just like you're not working on your business and you're not allowing your mind like free space to do new things. So, um, 
Uh, and yeah, like it took me, I started my first business six and a half years ago and it's taken me until six months ago to have a schedule that I have like morphed into what I like. So yeah. six years, it took me to kind of be like, okay, no, I'm only going to book calls on these days of the month, you know, and like I have, I can do that because it's my business. Like, so if you have a product business and you only want to work three days a week, okay, just do it. Like you have to set up your schedule so it works for you. But like all that stuff is totally possible. So, okay. So I just want to talk to like, cause I know that I, when I messaged you about this podcast, I was like, I just, I've been going through this whole thing with the chill and prosper, the book and the podcast. If you haven't, if you haven't read the book, I would definitely recommend it. I think you would like it. It's rare when I read a business book and I just feel like, oh my gosh, I love every single, besides Jen Sincero, like most business books are boring. Um, this girl's book is amazing. It's all about like creating a business around the life that you want. It's awesome. But she talks about um, on our podcast, like this whole money archetype thing. And at first I was like, I have no idea what that means. So I listened to the episode and I'm like, oh my God, it's so interesting because it's all about your relationship to money. But it, it comes down to like how money archetypes, like in what money archetype you are and how that affects your business. And so I basically went down a rabbit hole of all of her episodes on money archetypes. And then she gives you a quiz to take. So, I, you know, as you know, you took the quiz and I took the quiz and I was like, oh, my God. And then she like has all these episodes that talk about how to create a business model around your money archetype. So anyway, I went down this black hole over the last few weeks. And so I just want to I just pulled up her little money archetype. So I would definitely recommend anyone listening to take the quiz. It's free. Um, I'll put the link in the show notes, but it's denisedt.com. And I've talked about her on like literally on like every podcast episode. I feel like I'm becoming like a stalker. Uh, it's just, I just think she's uh, so great. But the money archetype, so my money archetype is, um, so the first one I got is ruler, but the second one I got is maverick. And I know for you, you took your test and you said you got maverick. Yeah, that was my, I didn't know there was a second one. I just did a, mine was just a maverick. Oh, okay. I think w- I think when they email you, it'll tell you like your other it'll tell you like the order of the other ones. It's so interesting. I feel like you'll you you must have ruler like probably as your number two. So Maverick was 30 and then my second up was celebrity. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then um my third was romantic. Ruler is actually my last. Really? Oh wow. That's so funny. Oh, no, I need to look more into that, but my number one was Maverick at 30 points. I mean, I feel like those those quizzes are also like you have to take them with a grain of salt. But when she talks about that in her episode, instantly I was like, okay, Madison's totally a Maverick. And I was like, I'm kind of a Maverick, but I feel like I'm also a romantic. <laughs> um, but basically, like what it when you look at like the Maverick archetype, it says you're basically like super creative with generating money. Um, and you look at like different opportunities, but the biggest thing that I remember from the podcast episode, it was like, she talks about the math, like Matt, if you're a maverick, you're someone who like is a rule breaker. Like you want to do your own thing. You want to like create something different and new and fun. And then if it doesn't work for you, you're like, I'm done. I'm going to blow the whole thing to the ground and start something new. So when she was talking about that, I was like, oh my God, that is completely me. (laughs) Um, and it sounds like that's you as well. Um, and then the ruler is one I got as my money archetype. And it says, you have a drive to make 
a big impact, da 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 da, da um, you know, creative, blah, blah, blah. Um, it's kind of like you have lots of ideas for like business things. And like, that's totally me. I have like a new business idea every day. Although that's a lot of us, we all have business ideas. Um, but it's very interesting because I think when you understand, it's kind of like the human design thing or like an Enneagram. I feel like when you understand some of those personality things, you can, you can, you can infuse those into your business. I think again, like when, when someone tells us, um, you can only do one offer. You can only do this one thing and you're put in this little box, but like your personality doesn't want to be put in the fucking box. But then you learn about these personality quizzes and this kind of shit. And you're like, oh, yeah, that's why I do that. And it kind of like validates. I think I like this because it's like I feel like it validates why I feel like I'm crazy a lot of the time because of like the things that I do. With my business. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, when I got the Maverick, I wasn't surprised because yep. like I I would say like I'm not scared to like invest money. Like I feel like my business it's like in out, in out because like I, I mean I want to do and support and do multiple things. And like, you yeah. know, I have I have this belief that like and this is probably bad, but that whenever I have like the more that I spend in my business, the harder I want to work. So mm-hmm. I could have cash flow and profit. And mm-hmm. so I'm, I, you know, I'm investing in retreats or like my second business or something new or something that I need. And because like, I think that, you know, and I tell people this all the time, like you want to be multi-passionate. If you want to expand your business, like you're going to have to fund multiple things if you want to do that, especially at first. Right. And, you know, I think that, you know, I think it's important to understand money management and understanding money itself. But I would say I've never been afraid to invest or, you know, do something. I, I always think long-term. I'm always like, how is this going to benefit me when I'm like 50? Like, I don't want to think about tomorrow or next month. Like this yeah. investment is going to help me when I'm like 40, right? Where am I going to be? So I think it's I like that. the Maverick definitely made sense. Now I, I'm I'm a hundred percent for money management, understanding your money, cash flow, and profit, mm-hmm. and all of that. But also, like you know, I'm a fan of you know investing and taking risks. And when things are scary, like you know, it's going to come back tenfold. And you know, I always say if you're, I'm pretty scrappy. I always make something work. And um, I watched a TikTok video called um, this guy was talking about the law of assumption. I don't know if you saw my Instagram story, but I talked about this and that's me. It's, it's like basically where you just assume something's going to work and you go for it. Oh, like the amount of times that I've done this, like, and I just assume like the amount of times that I've invested and for like 10 months in advance. And when I have no money coming in the business, I just know, like, I just know it's going to work. Right. And that's always helped me like from day one, whatever I've been doing, I just, go into the mentality and just assume that it's going to work. So when yeah. I got the Maverick, I was like, yeah, makes sense with the, how I, what I do with my money. So. Yeah. I love it. I mean, I literally, I, I listened to the episode and then I got the idea for this podcast and I was like, okay, I know you, you're definitely a Maverick. There's no way you're not. I would have been surprised if you were something else, but um, no, I love that. And I love the, I, I don't, I haven't heard of that law of assumption, but I like that. And I, um, I feel like you have to th- you have to like do something today as if you already are successful. Like, yeah. how do I show up for this new offer or launch or how do I make decisions 
because I already think that it's like it's already happened, even though it hasn't, (laughs) (laughs) which is like probably really hard for a lot of people. It can be hard for me sometimes, but I um, I yeah, especially if you're like if you have issues with like being confident or just like you're very realistic, I feel like we're probably like dreamers and like I know for me, I get visions of things and I'm like, I know this will work. I have no doubt in my mind. Just like the thing I told you earlier that I'm like moving into. I have no doubt that it will work because I've already done it. It just needs to be more official. Um, and I'll ha- like I had a vision for my membership. Like I knew that it would work. And that was the best launch I ever had. And it was like the easiest launch I ever did. The least amount of energy. Everything felt so good. Um, but yeah, it's definitely, it's yeah. definitely important. I think that's when people and whoever's listening, like with business, you have to, you can't be so structured and be so logistic. Like that's eventually going to hurt you. The best thing you can do, especially as a woman too, in business is we're very good at listening to our gut and listening to our intuition. And when I started listening to that, and when I started sitting on decisions and when I started, you know, not go, even if I had a red flag, when I just started saying no, like my business really took off. And that's when every decision I made almost has been amazing for me because like, even if I'm in a conversation with a potential customer and I just have this feeling, Mm. I can't do it. Or when I have this idea and then the day later, it sounds horrible, not going to do it. Like, you know, I think that there's a time and place when you're almost too structured and thinking too realistically and thinking too logistically and not, you have to listen to your gut. You have to listen to your intuition and, and like, let that guide you through your business decision process. And like, that's when launches are fun. Like that's when you have better months. Like that's when things are really on a roll is when you kind of start stepping more into that visionary type mindset as a business owner. Okay, cool. Well, this was so fun. Um, I love, yeah, I just think like you've done so many cool things and it's so fun to hear about like all your business ventures. And I think like One of the reasons I wanted to do this episode is because I think so many people are so afraid, like, and I, I can be the same way. Like I get nervous about some things and then other things I'm like bulletproof, confident. And then other things I'm like, oh, I'm afraid to charge more money or like, I don't want to raise a price for this. Or like, I can't say no. Like, I feel like I'm always that nice person, but then, um, people can be really afraid to try new things, do new things. Like if their business isn't working, and a lot of people too, and I feel like I'm just rambling here, have reached out to me and they've said, you know, I'm kind of like, don't want to do my business anymore. I've done this for four years. I've grown it. I've struggled. I want to sell the business. And like, you know, there's there's so much opportunity, but I just think people can be afraid of change, afraid of doing something different. And so I was like, okay, I feel like we need to do a podcast on like just talking about some of this stuff because this is like real stuff that people um, deal with. But I also feel like a lot of it isn't stuff that people talk about. People are always like, do one thing, have one niche, one ideal customer and be boring forever. And it's just like, who wants a boring business? You know, so I'm all for yeah. switching things up, trying new things. And, mm-hmm. you know, one thing you have to do now, if like, if you want to be innovative, if you want to be creative, if you want to serve a broader audience, if you want to try new things, you have to be willing to fuck up and fail because like the amount of times this year where I promoted things or I've done something and it was just did not completely go as planned. Mm -hmm. Guess what I did? Just moved on, learned about it. Like 
you just have to have thick skin at the end of the day, especially if you're multi-passionate, especially if you want to do multiple things and just kind of keep moving along because, you know, you're just paving the way you're moving first. So no one else messes up too. You can use it as a learning experience, but that's something that I've definitely learned and you have to be okay with. So I love that. Um, Okay. Tell everyone how they can find you. Um, talk about your services because I know you have a lot of things and Madison has a scrunchy business. So yeah, talk about where people can find you and all the cool things that you offer. Yeah. I hang out a lot um, on Instagram at madison.tender. I'm not going to give my podcast because I'm actually revamping it and changing the name that's dropping yeah. in a few months. Nice. So I don't know when this is coming out, but my old podcast was the Soulful Social Podcast. Lots of good stuff on there. Um, my scrunchy business is Soulful Scrunchies. My retreats is Soulful Select Retreats. We're going to have one more retreat in April. Um, and then not having a treat for a year because I'm getting married. So i got to cut back on the traveling. Um, and then I have a really great membership called Multi-Passionate School of Business. It's a really a multi-passionate hub. Um, everything from business to leadership to creating new businesses and just really having a community of other people who think and do the same things that you want to do. So yeah, that's what's happening. Yay. All right. Thank you so much, Madison. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you love this episode, please go ahead and leave a review on Apple Podcasts and then take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram stories. Tag me in it at Carrie A. Fitzgerald. My name is in the show notes. Thank you so much and I'll see you guys next week.